Good evening. Hello. How art thou? I'm well. And you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Good evening, everyone else. This is the Lounge or Patrick Harrell podcast. Um, I am with, of course, Tasha Lasha, the rapper. Okay. Tasha. Um, uh, so, I kind of want to jump straight into it. So, you hit me up and said you had a story. <laughs> but I don't want to start with that. I- I'll tease with that. Because um, <laughs> I'm, in- I'm as interested in that one as well. But, so we're both on the Twitterverse and Twitter Twitter world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's been mm-hmm. an interesting last couple of days. So, one of the, I guess, main topics uh, the last couple of days has been this whole Michael B. Jordan, Lori Harvey um, relationship. We call it a relationship. So, what, what's been your take on that? Because it's been a lot of different think pieces on it. You know, it's a lot of. Um, there's some age ageism. There's some, you know, um, how would I say? People kind of pulling receipts, trying to say that he only, you know, like white women. Now he's with, you know, her. You know, you got women that's kind of glori- glorifying her dating lifestyle and and everything. So, with that being said, what what's been your take on it? So, um, I I don't know much about it, honestly. I just keep seeing, you know, people's little takes on it, but I didn't know anything about the relationship. Um, honestly, and to not even know all the facts or the story behind it, I just feel like they're both two grown adults. Who gives a fuck? Like, let them live. And if she wants to date as many people as she wants, let her do it. She's young and free and rich. So why not? Um, and then for him, I did hear a lot about him dating white women and all of that. But we can't be mad at that. If if that's what he wants to do, then that's the bed that he's going to have to lie in once it's made. It. And we can't. I mean, I don't really have a lot of comments on it. I'm off the white. I won't do it again. But if that's what he want to do, let him do it. Oh, off the white. So, <laughs> uh, I bring it up because uh, I I put a post and I think, well, I don't honestly give a fuck what people think, but it was kind of misconstrued that I pretty much said that I think I used I used the word groupie. I called him a groupie, and people kind of took it as me saying that she is needed or he needs her to uh, get ahead in his career or whatever. So I kind of want to kind of walk that back a little bit and kind of make sure I say what I meant correctly. But But is that what a groupie is? Because I thought a groupie was just like somebody hanging out, waiting to get their chance to have whatever type of relations with the person that they're really into and then they move on. Like, I didn't mm-hmm. think groupies were relationships that you use to elevate your status. Right. So, 
what how I meant it and how I mean it is it's a pattern that I'm realizing or noticing. A lot of these rappers, entertainers, the game been flipped and switched. You know, with these IG models, with certain celebrity women, a lot of men. Um, I call it clout chasing. I, I call it um, a, a need to be relevant. You know, especially with the pandemic and everything, you can't put out as many albums, you can't do as many concerts, you can't do as many shows. You, it's a lot of things you can't do to be in a public eye outside of social media. Right. So, the way I, what I mean when the games got flipped, you know, back in the day, you know, a rapper have a video out, you know, another rapper, whatever, and you see the same woman in all these rappers' videos, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, you know, uh, or, you know, even like you you see a woman dating a, uh, I'm, I'm, let me see. I'm trying to think of the right woman to use in this uh, scenario. But you see a woman like just kind of hopping from dude to dude. Just kind of stay relevant. She mm. might not have a CD out. She might not. She might not have yeah. any real talent. But her name to fame was dating mm-hmm. famous people. Mm-hmm. The game to me has been switched. I think these guys, these rappers, these entertainers, whatever, they're doing the same shit now. It's like you can see this one woman. And you can say, well, you can look at it the way you just mentioned it, but I don't look at it that way. I see a headlining woman and future, whoever else she dated, whoever she else she dated now is Michael B. Jordan. And it's always in a short period of time. You know, don't last no more than six months, maybe a year, if they're lucky. I was going to say, six months is not short. That's a long time. You know, but it's not a a, susten- a substantial relationship. It's right. not something that you can see going any further than, you know, a couple of dates, a couple outings, right. red carpets, and then on to the next one. I think these guys are literally doing that same thing that women were accused of doing back in the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Keep their name relevant. I think so. I, I mean, I think men are doing a lot of things that men didn't used to do back in the day. Um, beforehand, you know, men would be courting women and taking them on dates and paying without having to be um, coerced into doing it and, you know, being real chivalrous. Now men don't do none of that. Well, I can't say men. Some men don't do any of those things. And so it doesn't surprise me that men saw how some women were able to elevate their status, move up and get into certain crowds and stay relevant by the relationships that they had. So why not do it for themselves? And I think if that's what Michael B. Jordan is doing, good for him. Shit, let him stay relevant. And if Lori Harvey is his meal ticket, then so what? As long as they're both having fun, I think uh, if they both have their own motive of why they're in that relationship and they both kind of know like this ain't gonna be a forever thing, why should we care? Why should why should anybody worry any further into that? Let them live their life. Shit. If I was in my twenties and not had her status, I'd probably be doing the same thing. That's true. I feel you. I feel you. Okay. Um before I ask because you, you kind of hit something else I I want to ask you. But mm-hmm. just to clear the air, I know that she 
like he's not gonna stop being in movies or not be able to get no one's gonna look at a, a movie role and look at a cast and be like, oh, he's dating Lori Harvey. Let's put him in a movie. Like he has his own merits and as a and as as an actor. So we don't have to worry about that. I would just simply say there's starting to be some groupie like behavior with men. In the entertainment industry. That's all I was saying. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I look at it. My last comment on that. I mean, he. When's the last movie that he had? Was it Black Panther or am I missing? Oh no, he had that. Three two. No, he had that prison movie with Jamie Foxx. Wasn't uh, it? Oh yeah, yeah. This is true. Right, and so that took us a little time to kind of figure that out. So why not date this high-profile, young, beautiful black woman? to keep my name relevant while I'm in between whatever projects that I have coming out. If she likes it, then he love it. I'm mad at it. So, before we go into story time, you, you actually touched on something about <laughs> men being chivalrous and chivalry kind of dying off. Mm-hmm. So, this is a hot take. But I think women have more to do with ch- chivalry mm-hmm. dying than they, than they are willing to admit. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's entirely your fault. <laughs> I think it has, it has a little bit more to do with y'all than y'all willing to. And why would you say that? So, as soon as you said that, I won't say it struck a nerve, but I would say that... I've been hearing this over the years, right? And I just think with some, let's put qualifiers, some women, it's not even about having standards. There are certain things that you're going to allow and whatever you allow, you can know what you can know, you allow. I get it. But I think some women put on such a persona that they don't need or want or a man can't and I will use to say word can't can't do anything for them. Mm-hmm. That when men do take that action, whereas maybe before, and I can't speak for the generation before us, where it was more genuine and trying to know you, court you, it's more like, oh, so you don't need me for X, Y, and Z. You don't want me for X, Y, and Z. I know what I want out of the situation. So if I'm going to do this then I already know what I'm doing it for. GTD. Get the draws. Mm-hmm. And then it, it turns into sometimes it works out in, in a guy in a woman's favor. Sometimes it doesn't. But I just think that the way women come off sometimes when it comes to their desires, some of them be lying through their teeth. But we can only take it at face value. So when you say certain things and you put on a certain persona, then men some adjust accordingly and some do it with ulterior motive like, well, I know what I need to get in this for. I know what she's looking for. I'm going to do it and whatever happens, happens. That's just my take there. Okay, so wait, let me get this straight. So you're saying that women are a part of the problem of why men aren't so chivalrous because women now have this attitude of, I don't need a man. Is that the proper understanding of half of what you just said? That would be 
Correct. Yep. Okay. I'm not going. Yep. And the other half of it is that because women are that way, men have this, I guess, way of saying, all right, I know I want to get the panties. And if she's going to be this strong, independent woman and I can't do nothing else for her, then I'm going to just go ahead and have fun. And if it turns into something, it turns into something. If it doesn't, it doesn't. That's exactly what I'm saying. All right. That's bullshit. <laughs> I'm just giving you a take from a male from male and I'm not saying I'm around I don't associate personally with men that think that way mm-hmm. but I know men that think that way I've had conversations with men that think that way mm-hmm. and I can only present to you what I know so <laughs> if it's bullshit it's bullshit but that is, it's, it's true in some in some medium okay so first part women being women taking care of themselves so do you want a do these men want a woman that plays the victim like you want to be super save a hoe to make yourself feel manly like that doesn't make sense to me if you a man you a man whether i need you or i don't need you me as an independent person has nothing to do with your manhood as an independent person and so when you come into a relationship, if you're chivalrous, if you spend the money, if you're doing all those things, then me being an independent woman and being able to take care of myself shouldn't stop you from doing that. Me as an independent woman recognizes that I'm taking care of myself and doing all the things that I have to do. One, because I want to. And two, because who else going to do it? I got to wait around to for X, Y, and Z to come over and tell me, you know, hey, I want to mess around with you but in my mind I know all he wants is the panties so I can't count on him to take care of me I can't count on my parents to take care of me I'm a grown-ass woman so yes I'm gonna take care of myself and I'm gonna let that shit be known like I'm an independent woman I don't need a man but me not needing a man shouldn't have anything to do with your chivalry and your manhood and so I think it's bullshit that women have this thing you know have a part in the death of chivalry because that the woman shouldn't have to, anything to do with how manly you are as an independent person. So good, good point. So is, is chivalry one-sided then? Because you, you mentioned that it shouldn't have to do with a man or him being feeling like he's less than a man or that he can't do what he needs to do as a man. So do you think chivalry is male courting woman or two people courting each other? If we are looking at it in the biblical ter- term, it's a man. Old age, yeah, it's man courting a Old woman. Testament. Yeah, it's man courting a woman, and I think it's y'all's nature to chase, and so that's I think that's where it all started. Was the chase was to court the woman to get her to like you to do the things that you know she's gonna like like holding the door for her and buying her flowers like things that show that you are specifically thinking about her in that very moment and that is special and so I think that's what chivalry does but I think in modern times or postmodern shit wherever we are in 2021 um you have men who 
like you kind of said, like Michael B. Jordan, you know, the roles are reversing, the roles are flipping. Men want to feel like the woman is courting them. Men want the woman to um, shoot their shot with them. You know how many videos that make me almost throw up in my mouth of women on one knee proposing to a man, a man? God, no, I would never do anything like that. And I question that person's manhood that is allowing his woman to get on her knee and ask him to marry him, asking her him mm. to marry her. I forgot my point, no. but because <laughs> that that pissed you off that quick. <laughs> and this, I wouldn't, I could never allow a woman that I love or want to be with to do that either. And I don't know, so I can go ahead and just throw that up. And there. I just see like. The women in my mind, I'm like, if this man wanted to marry you, he would have asked you. I know that the man who wants to marry me is going to ask me. And he would look at me like I was crazy if I got down on one knee to do any of that. So, if I just, mm -mm, it just don't sit right with me. So going back to chivalry, because <laughs> you was about to go off. So okay, I mean, like I said, I I I honestly agree with what you're saying. I'm just giving you like it's not okay. So I did start off by saying women do have a part. Some women do have a part, and I'm not going to back down from that. I do feel you're like you're not wrong on that part. You're not. Yeah, I do feel like some women, and I, again, the good part about me um pat myself on the back mm-hmm. is i'm i talk to learn or I, I listen to learn so i don't just talk to women just to be like oh shit i want somebody to know i've talked to a woman like no like if i'm having a conversation with a woman i'm learning things as i'm listening to her the same thing with my homeboys like i'm not gonna sit there and be like rah 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 everything they do something i'm like shit I'm not going to do that. <laughs> like, once they tell me such stuff, that ain't for me. So, I say that to say, like, when I bring up certain things, it's not my personal opinion sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's things that I've heard and had conversations with people about. And I may have formed an opinion based on other people's um, situations, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily my ideology. You know, so, like I said, I do feel like I can't tell women how to come off or how to um, present themselves. I just know some women be like, I don't need nobody. <laughs> da, da, da. And then be cry like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what nobody likes me. I'm like, is it, is it, is it, Wally? Is it one mic? Like, what, what is it? Like, you can't sit there and be on, you know, the Facebook, be like, yeah, independent, da, da, da. And when the woman t- says independent to me, mm-hmm. it's not always financial. It, it's also like the emotional aspect too. Mm-hmm. So some women put out this like, I don't need nobody for this, da, 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 da. And then you get get into real conversation like, I don't understand what's going on. Nobody, this isn't working out, and this doesn't work, and this, da, da, da. I'm like, don't present something that it, I'd rather you just keep it to yourself, like, but don't put something out there because then that's how a man's going to approach it. If a dude is looking at you on Facebook and he see you, you know, 
social media is like 20% of what you really are. I think. Mm-hmm. So if you go into the club and that's what you're doing and that's all you post on Facebook, you're not clubbing, uh, you know, every day, I believe. Or you're not popping bottles every day, I believe. Right. You know, you, you got those those moments. You at the crib, like, sometimes, like, I'm bored. I'm, you know, I'm in pain. I'm not feeling good or whatever may case be. And that's not everyone's business. But if that's all you present and you're consistent with that, mm-hmm. and you're totally different off that, you know, how is a person supposed to approach you? They're going to go off of what you present yourself to be. Well, see, I think social media and social media society or the society that social media has created plays a big role in that. I think I don't understand where some of these things come from, like the whole being thirsty thing and double texting and all of that. I think if we didn't depend on social media as much as we do to connect with people um, and to feel and to feel the need that we matter or we're showing off certain things like you said it's it's 20% of your life your real life then a man shouldn't go off of what he sees on social media when he wants to approach a woman and if he doesn't know anything he's going in blind like men used to do when they would just see you on you know outside at the movie theater or something like that and walk up and just politely say hello and get to know you so I think that it's not hard for men to get to know a woman regardless of what she puts on social media. Mm. You just have to be willing mm. to put in the work. And I don't think that that's something that people do nowadays. So it makes dating a lot harder to date and meet people in person. And so then you flock to dating apps and social media, which comes with its own set of rules and um hurdles so you just kind of got to adjust but I think if we got rid of social media it would be a lot different yeah no I well I don't think it's no getting rid of it so we're stuck (laughs) Stuck. um we're stuck um but no I agree with you I think social media it can it can be beneficial to relationships or getting getting into relationships because you can See someone, you can see someone's personality to a certain extent if you follow them and see what they post and all that. And you can be like, okay, that's somebody I can vibe with. I don't know. But I do, I think it hurts. Like, like you said, like a grocery store, or if you're just walking out of a restaurant and see somebody or whatever, I think it hurts that interaction mm-hmm. because you're probably so focused on what you can get on social media. Like, it's the easy, it's the easy base. Like, a Social media is like a small ass pine with a whole bunch of fish. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, you can just throw your little reel in there. You might not like all the fish you getting out of there. You getting them? You gonna get bites at the right. you get bites at the reel. <laughs> right? Well, you know, if you go out, you gotta actually face somebody, confront somebody face to face. You know, and talk to them and have some substance. Yeah, that that's yeah. I think that would a lot of people back uh, these yeah. days, honestly. I don't know, though, because I think everybody has that in them, but you have to appear a certain way for social media, but once you really get to know people, I think that you you get to know many, many things about them that don't translate on social media. Um, so, 
you, I mean, I just think you got to take a chance and get to know people. And social media is not the way to get to know people. There's high anxiety there. I mean, I know when I was on a dating apps, I was like so scared that somebody was thinking I was catfishing them because of course when you you choose all your best pictures, I was like, okay, let's waste time. <laughs> right. So I just think we're putting, everybody's putting on the front on social media and you're never going to get to know the real person until you put social media aside and have a conversation face-to-face and just enjoy each other's company. That's, you know, and I was thinking about this to a certain extent. Um, so two weekends ago, I won't even talk about this past weekend, but two weekends ago, maybe three, I went out with my friends. It was a nice venue, social distancing, all that crap. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like a little club or whatever. And I mean, everybody was in there dressed in the nines, having a great time. It was, matter of fact, like New Year's Day, if I'm not mistaken. New Year's Day or the day after. And everybody was dressed in eyes, looking great, whatever. And I guess maybe, you know, even in my shenanigans, I still had, like, my married goggles on. So I really didn't, like, notice certain stuff. But, like, I really, like, like just took everything in. And I'm just looking like everybody's having a good time. No dancing song, come on. Yeah, yeah. Turn, turn, woo, woo, woo. And as soon as the song goes off, everybody's on their phones. I don't remember this. Like maybe, I, maybe I just didn't pay attention. But like, usually everybody be like, well, maybe because everything that's going on. But even with that, like, no, you're still gonna take the shot. Mm-hmm. You're gonna like try to mingle a little bit. You know, talk. You're gonna see somebody. You're gonna holler. It's like I just looked around. I just saw like no interaction. That shit is like weird to me. It is, but you know what? Some of those really corny games that people play like when they go out to eat and stuff to get people off their phones they really work I went to Germany um with some people and we all put our phones face down in the middle of the table and the first person who checked their phone had to pay for everybody's drinks and (laughs) and so that's incentive to like don't touch your phone let's sit here and talk and enjoy the atmosphere and where we are because the first couple times we went there it was a hard rock cafe and it was free wi-fi so we would go there almost every night and so the first two nights we were like in our phones heads down not even realizing what time it was and then by the time we realized what time it was it was time to go we had to you know get back on the train because the train stopped running at a certain time so after that, we started to put our phones in the middle and we had a whole lot of fun and we noticed new things and we went new places and we just really enjoyed ourselves. And I think put your phone down and, and actually see the world like it's shit out here to see and people to get to know and things to do and learn. So that's, that's a great idea, though, that you mention it, like just just to kind of detach, because mm-hmm. I mean. And, and, you know, I bartend or what have you, and I notice the same thing. Like, I'm at work, you know, you do the spill, get people their drinks, and as soon as they finish their order, like, it could be a couple, and they're just, like, in their phones until the food comes out. Like, it's like, so why y'all going right. Like, y'all could have got takeout. Y'all could have saved yourself having to tip Right. Me, just got y'all shit to go and being back at the crib or go eat in your car or something, but 
Yeah, I noticed that. That's the one thing I do notice, and like I try to be mindful of it when I'm around my friends mm-hmm. and everything like that. But that's a good point. I think we're in. The- okay. No, Good. I was just going to say, I think we're in the very individual society and, and having our little miniature computers in our hands really um, work toward that individual society. And we're all like, I just want to be alone. And, you know, I'm the super individual. But then inside, like everybody needs a partner. Everybody needs a friend. And I think once you kind of get out of that individual personality or individual thing, you'll start to have more fun and put your phone down. You would think during this whole paramedic we've been <laughs> in that you, like, and I think initially when everything happened, everybody was like, oh my God, I'm going to value my friends more and, you know, spend more, you know, spend more time with my family. And as soon as things got a little bit better, well, it hasn't gotten better, but, mm-hmm. you know, we able to go outside. As soon as we were able to go outside, it was on and popping the same way it was. Yeah. And it's hard to break. I guess it's just even with however long we were inside, it's hard to break some of those. I mean, it's just like, I mean, but come on now. A lot of us, well, some of us knew that we really weren't going to do that. It's just like when you, <laughs> when you're period two days late and you praying like, please, God, don't let me be pregnant. If I'm not pregnant, I won't let him shoot at the club ever again. As soon as that period coming is gone, next month he's shooting up the club. <laughs> it's what it is. You be stressed in that in that situation, but once everything gets free and clear, you forget about that shit. You know how many promises I done broke to God? <laughs> Man, you and me both. <laughs> you. Oh, Speaking of promises. Mm-hmm. Promises. Before we get to your story. Promises. It's not that great. It's like <laughs> I just did something. Oh, this, this, that was pretty funny. This, this past weekend, I don't know how people over thirty drink like go hard, hard drinking without dying. So, all I'm gonna say is, this is not a promise I'm making, but I'm tapping out. Um, it ain't no way hell. I should be out. I'm just now starting to feel better after Saturday. Oh, baby. Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. Yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking like I'm backtracking thinking about what I drank. I'm like, but I'm always comparing it to what I would drink when I was younger. And I'm starting to do the math like, no, you probably like three, four drinks over your count now, <laughs> bruh. Like, you gotta <sighs> Went on a sick and shutting. Not so, a sick and shutting. I don't know how y'all do it. I, I'm just gonna advise y'all don't. <laughs> <laughs> Once y'all get y'all thirties, just like start start taking those drinks. Don't yeah, just, I don't. turned thirty four last year, and I drank every day that week of my birthday, and the next day at work, it was a struggle every single day. And I will never do that again. Now I'm a two drink limit kind of person. If I'm at home, then I'll go in. But if I'm out, mm-hmm. right. And before I go to bed, I got like Tylenol on the uh, countertop. I got some Gatorade. Mm-hmm. Like I'm ready for the morning. But yeah, I don't do all that drinking either. I'm too old. Let's see preparation, <laughs> preparation. God damn. All right, now oh. we're here. Story time. 
All right, what you got? What's going on? So I went out to dinner a couple of days ago to one of my favorite local restaurants. Um, it's called uh, Riverstone Chopped House, and shout out to Taylor the waiter who played a huge part in this. I was I came in, I saw this guy sitting at this big ass table, and it looked like he was waiting for a big party. And I was like, all right, he looking all he looking okay. So I sit at the table behind him. And I'm just in the corner on my laptop doing my work. And I was just observing him like for most of the night. And it didn't look like he was with anybody, but he had a girl next to him. Um, and they interacted a lot, but his body language didn't tell me that he was in a intimate relationship with her. So I had the waiter come over and was like, you know, asking him some questions like, what is he drinking? Did he order food? What did he order? Um just a few things to kind of figure out, you know, if I wanted to mingle or not. And so I sent a dirty martini to him. And, <laughs> and so I guess he asked him what I was drinking and he sent me a lemon drop and asked for my phone number. And I was like, okay, so I gave him my phone number. And now we are texting and talking and I'm kind of nervous, but excited. Like I shot my shot by sending a dude a drink and I'm, Anxious to see where this goes. So, a few things. I, I picked apart your story as because I listened <laughs> to her. <laughs> Boom! Already putting it into effect. So, it's a practice. So, first thing I noticed about your story is you were observant and you checked for body language, which men are horrible <laughs> about not doing. <laughs> And I've been trying. I tell dudes this all. If you if you can't read body language, you're already failing. We're not talking about social media. We're like talking about just interaction out and about wherever body language. Boom. So you picked up on that. You you didn't go to the table, but you used uh, you know a middle person to try to figure out if that person was taken. Respect. Boom. Awesome. What made you choose the dirty martini? Because <laughs> he was drinking something boring. He was drinking like a cranberry mule or something like that. And I was like, Mm-mm. And I was drinking a lemon drop, which is also a martini. And I was sending him the drink to let him know that I was interested. So why not send a dirty martini? Dirty martini. And then he followed in kind yes. and gave you the ask for the yes. number. Now, did he give you his number or did you, he send you? He did, did he send you his number? Or did you get it? Did you give? I him gave him my number. number. He sent the um the lemon drop over, and Taylor's like he said, "Thank you for the drink, and can you have your phone number?" So I wrote my number down and I gave it to him. And then he didn't text me for like two days after that. No text, no call. But but you you y'all were able to do that without interrupting yeah. the party or what his guess, which was smooth, and you still got what you want out of it. You got his attention. You got yeah. the number. And he look at you guy, y'all. <laughs> look at you. I love when my niggas watch you. But wait. So last week. 
we talked about we did the bracket and who won the bracket last week. Oh shit! Okay, I'm talking about, talking about, talking about, talking about. Oh, I have it. Hold on, I have it in my book. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try to remember real quick. Give me like mm-hmm. ten seconds. It wasn't the no. broke dude. It wasn't the. It definitely wasn't married. It wasn't like yes. the barber. He's yes, a barber. He his own barber shop. And they, when he told me he was a barber, I immediately thought about you and that <laughs> damn bracket. And I was like, oh shit. Again, look <laughs> at God. I, <laughs> I knew it. Okay, so it was the so like literally a week or so later, he <laughs> ended up pulling the barber's nose. Yeah, but only and see. No, I don't know about that because I shot my shot. And you remember what happens when I shoot my shot. Men tend to turn feminine and then it all uh, just ends. Yeah. But we'll see. He likes feet, which is kind of exciting to me. So. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Hold on, because I'm doing a timeline now. Y'all, you, got, you went out to eat a couple of days ago. He didn't text you for two days after that. And you already know he likes feet. <laughs> How quick, well, how quick do y'all get in these conversations so, here, man? When did I go? So that was like early in the week last week. So we've been texting for some days now. Um, and then last night it was my friend's birthday and I was on his side of town. And so he met me in the Buffalo Wild Wings parking lot, public space. Um, and so we just chilled and talked and then we ended up getting in the car um, and you know, I'd be wearing my Crocs all the time. And so I crossed my legs and my shoe came off and he was like very interested in my feet. And so, you know, by the end of the night he was rubbing my feet and I was okay with that. <laughs> all right. I got a barber that's into feet. All right. It's very exciting. It's very exciting. It's the highlight of my week because you know I'm an old lady. So <laughs> hopefully this story will turn into further good stories. I don't know. We're just fingers, fingers crossed. I thought I saw a red flag, but it might have been pink. But we'll see. Okay, so what's the pink flag? Oh no, I'm not gonna talk about it yet. I don't wanna I don't wanna okay, jinx it. Okay, cool. Okay, 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 okay. Cool. So we if it if it turns to a red flag, then we'll Okay, wait, it. I'm lying. I'm totally lying. It's a huge red flag. Right, so <laughs> I don't wanna talk about it. It's so bad. Okay, no, you know what? Let's talk Is about it because I think this needs to be talked about. So when I sent Taylor over to, um, you know, check out the scene, see what was happening, he, he was not wearing a wedding ring. So, okay. Hmm. So we're texting, and I, my light bulb go off. Tasha, ask your important questions that I typically forget to ask until it's too late. So I'm like, you know, so are you single? He's just like, yeah, I'm separated. Um, Right, he said he separated. Oh, it gets better. And I was like, okay, you know, whatever. Technically, I'm still separated, even though I've been separated for three years waiting on these damn divorce papers to be approved. Um, so I'm not going to knock him for that. 
So then I was like, well, how long have you been separated? He's like, five months. I was like, oh, no. So that was the pink flag. Five, five months mm-hmm. is not long enough. And I'm a huge um, proponent for love. And if you can try and work it out and keep your family together, then you should definitely give it a try. So five months, still, you're still in that realm where you can do that. So then we're talking and I was something he said, and I was like, well, do you and her still live together? And the answer Um. was yes. And I was like, oh no, that's a huge red flag for me. Mm -mm, I can't. It is me. I am him. (laughs) (laughs) So we are the same. So I continue to talk to him because I'm like, okay, you know, hopefully he's not lying and I thought about you and I'm like let me give this a chance but for me that's a big red flag and when I said when he told me that they still live together I was like oh well does she know that y'all are separated and he just like yes but it's a long story and I was just like "Mm." yeah I have follow-up questions now. Right, and so maybe the future is not there, and this is just kind of fun meeting somebody new, but it's never going to go anywhere. Booty feety barber guy. (laughs) Damn it. I got so happy so quick. Okay, so. (laughs) Separated five months. He's a barber. It's, yes, but they grown as hell. They're like 19 and 18, and he's 34. It's like, okay. Oh, 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 oh. right. Right. He started, he started off yes, early, early. Busy okay. body. Um, are these uh, grown ass people by the woman he's with? I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I mean, they all live in a home together, so I'm going to assume if they're not one of or the other's biological children that they you know mm-hmm. have they're my kids now so right right damn damn so hmm. so this is not an advice part I'm just like you said you thought of me so that's good I appreciate that um every Separation isn't created mm-hmm. equal, you know, and that's how I feel. Um, like you said, technically you are, but right. And my ex, he's, he's right. engaged already. So right, and so I just think this mm-hmm. is a slippery slope. I I can't lie. If I was somebody, and you told me, yeah, but I still live with that person, and nothing's going on. And then you, cause this is what I've got. I can only speak for the, the backlash I've got. So what I get is, um, so you mean tell me y'all two in the house and y'all ain't fucking? Or they look at me and be like, okay, if I want your ass, you mean tell me she don't want your ass? Or y'all got kids and y'all don't, you know, y'all don't talk or nothing. So it's like, it's kind of hard for people to, uh, wrap their head around two people just like being done but living in the same mm-hmm. quarters and I understand that like and I main thing I would tell people is like if, if it fucks with you off off rip and it doesn't sit well with your spirit 
then yeah. don't deal with it because if that person separated and they actually going through the whole thing and they become available, you know, months down the line or a year down the line, then at least that's one less thing. Well, yeah, but I don't want to be a rebound but either. So, no, I think mm. this is just let's you know have fun. Let's go have some drinks and rub my feet <laughs> and we go. <laughs> <laughs> I got, you can't do nothing else right, right I mean, now. so he's nice and he has good conversation so far he seems very ambitious but i think five months separated and then not even divorced yet once you get divorced you're gonna want to be free and and have fun and go through your whole phase or whatever it is men do um when they break up uh, See now, are you projecting um, or are you assuming or stereotyping? No, because I totally tried to have a whole phase and it did not work. Which, <laughs> <laughs> how you fail with a whole phase? Who, who fell with a whole phase? Like, you know what? Wake up one more. Like, this is not going well for me. I think I'm just going to be by myself and go find somebody. <laughs> I think because I like I don't know maybe I had really high standards and I just I just couldn't just be like all right I met this dude he was cute let's let's do this I could not I can't my vagina is attached to my heart so man that's a it's not heart. <laughs> my vagina right and so if I meet you and talk to you and you make my vagina tingle then that's already emotions. And if we have sex, you you my boyfriend now. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm trying to kind of see how I feel about the because you said five months. And I'm right at that mm-hmm. point, actually. Okay, so let me ask life. you some questions. Right? You're five months. You're in that window. You still reside in the same residence as of now. And both of you two are very good looking people. Mm She's a beautiful woman. I can't take so that when you leave that home to make a home somewhere else, are you going to be wanting to get into a committed relationship with anybody? Mm. I'm not going to put my business out there like that, but I would say that I'm currently courting someone, but and she knows it, so so Okay, so maybe then you're the Um, exception, because most men are like, nah, I'm trying to, like, you get some D. You get the D. You get the D. That's how most of my male friends who are about to be divorced, their mind is they don't want to be in a committed relationship because they feel like they've been tied down for however many years they were married and however long they were unhappy before the breakup. And they just want to really chill at home, play the video games and not have nobody fussing at them all day. Mm. So... 
That's fine. <laughs> um, I would say for me, yeah. I can only speak for me, and um, the, the biggest part of, I think, the divorce for both of us um, is that we've kind of, not even kind of, we definitely yeah. lost touch of us over the course of years. And once we decided we don't even want to make the effort to even mm-hmm. try to get that back, that made it somewhat easier. The other part of it is, and it goes back to like you saying the whole phase, whatever. Again, I'm not going to go too much into my business, but I've, I've had my whole phase. So for me personally, being in a relationship with somebody and feeling alone within that relationship, I know as a man, I'm not going to fill that void by fucking off a whole bunch of women just because I'm free, quote unquote, and can do it. Because I know if I was willing to go out there and just be like, like you said, everybody get the dick. I would have women I could possibly do that with, not bragging, just being real. But I just know, like, over the course of time and like seeing how I felt being in that type of relationship, I don't want to go into another relationship like that. And I don't think you can go or kind of, you don't go from a whole phase, like, all right, I'm ready to settle down. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. So for me, right now, just like, Chill, get your shit together. Yes, court somebody, and if it works, awesome. If it don't, you know, at least you ain't putting yourself out there where you probably have another kid, catch some shit, have your car fucking. Uh, what kind of girls do you be messing you know, with? Like, I, I tell some things. Uh, had some. Yeah, yeah. So I, I just don't. To me, that's just unnecessary energy and drama that yeah. I don't need to bring into my life yeah. at this point. Now, maybe down the line and things, I'm free-free and I'm not mm-hmm. courting nobody, whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's going down. But right now, we're going through a separation and actually going through paperwork mm-hmm. for divorce and all that. To me, it's just not a good time for me just to be like, right. But can I give you some advice into all the people that might be going through the same thing? When you're going through your divorce and separation and all that stuff, and the relationship may have been over a long time ago, but make sure that when you are, you know, figuring out what you are and who you are and what you want to do, also recognize the part that you played in that relationship ending so that when you go into something new, you don't bring that part of you or that into your new relationship because it's probably not going to end well we all we tend to want to blame the other person for um the relationship breaking up especially when somebody cheated but regardless you still have to make sure that you take ownership of the your part in the breakup so that you can actually move on for real no i appreciate that and that's something I currently do, to be honest. Like, because um, I'm an overthinker just by nature, anyway. So I'm always like, okay, I I know I know where I yeah. failed as a husband. I know exactly, and and not only because I know mm-hmm. like within me, but because I literally have asked over years, like, hey, what could I do better, whatever. And where I fell short is 
not being mm-hmm. consistent with certain things. So I know that, and not only that, but even with recording somebody, I don't want to take those bad habits right. to another relationship. So, you know, I I asked this person plenty of times, like, hey, one, is there things I can do better? And and two, if there's something that you had to tell me more than once, then don't feel like you can't call me out on it. Like, you can always call me out on something because if you don't, and I'll hold myself accountable and I don't correct it, then it becomes a habit. And then either you're just going to be quiet about it and you're going to regret, you know, have this, you know, this thing where you just don't feel comfortable talking about yeah. it. Well, he ain't going to change. Where's the accountability so, in that? Because, so for me, if I ask you one time and you don't do it, I'm like, okay, maybe you forgot. If I ask you two times and you don't do it, it's not going to be a third time. I'm just going to assume you don't give a fuck. I, I, okay, I can. Okay, I get where you're coming from. The accountability. I give a fuck. <laughs> just some. It could be something. It's, I'm trying to think of something where, and it's really simple. It, honestly, it is simple things, but it's something that bothers yeah. her. You know what I'm saying? It's not something that's like gonna break us up or whatever. But it's something like it could be something to me that I don't think of. That's just literally happening. It could be me. It can be something as simple as, you know, you're leaving work. It's a habit where that person wants to know you're good, you're straight. Not saying this is the case, but just an example. That person wants to make sure you're good before you leave work. You know, you know, you're safe getting home, whatever. And, hey, just shoot me a text and let me know you're heading home. You got like an hour drive. Just let me know you're heading home. You may not think of it that serious. You might just throw on something on the radio, throw on a podcast. You get to the crib. Oh, shit. Two hours have passed. Oh, I haven't heard from you or whatever. It can be something like that where you don't really think of it as something major, but it's something that someone else right, is Right, but isn't of. that what two people coming together is? Like, the things that are important to me become important to you because you want to be with me and make and not necessarily make me happy, but have a purpose for being here. So the things that are important to you are going to be important to me because I love you. And so no, I think you work towards something. Yeah, you're not going to get everything right. It's not going to be perfect. <clears throat> but certain things, if I got to ask you three times, then you don't care. Especially if we're just, you know, in the early phases of a relationship or dating. Mm-mm. Something. you right. It, and, it, and it's like, Okay, so if you go, let's let's use both of our examples. We was married mm-hmm. for X amount of time, right? If you got used to doing something within your own relationship, and he, for whatever reason, didn't say nothing after a while, whatever, and then you go into another relationship and or another situation, and that's mm-hmm. a point of contention. If it's kind of like. It's like the 21-day rule. Like, it's going to take yeah. time for you to break the habit. It's not that your heart mm-hmm. isn't in it. It's your mind. It's like you're, you're conditioned to do a certain thing because you've been right. doing it for mm-hmm. eight years and you've been married. And it's not going to just be like, okay, well, this person mm-hmm. told me two times, so since your parents probably told you things a thousand times. You're still going to do this shit. It's not your heart. It's just like, damn, like, I even forgot 
or is it something that I just yeah. need to really work on? So I just, I agree with you. Like, you have to hold yourself accountable, but to put a time frame or a, a frequency or a number on it, if the person just don't ever do it, let's say it's y'all been talking for two, three months and they continue to do it, okay, mm-hmm. we have an issue, issue. And that's something that either I'm going to deal with or I yeah. can't work with. That's a non-negotiable. Like every relationship right. should have non-negotiables. Period. So if that becomes a non-negotiable and that person continues to do it, then you have to take yeah. actions for you. But I just don't think like, okay, that second time could be in the mm-hmm. same week. See, I mean, and you're right. So maybe my fuse is too short and I'd be ready to explode some shit too soon because I don't want to get played. And I feel like if you're not thinking about me, if I told you something more than one time and I still have to tell you, then I'm trying to protect myself. I'm not about to get too invested because you clearly can't even remember shit. So maybe that's somewhere I need to work. But that's just how I am. Just, just, just empathy. <laughs> empathy. Because there's, 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 there's going to be t- places yes. where you lack, where, again, just because that person don't speak on it doesn't right. mean it, it doesn't bother them. And then they might be so empathetic, where, like, damn, she worked, she got kids, she got, she run a nonprofit, whatever. I ain't about to be coming at her and talking about she didn't, you know run my back the last time I came over. Like, like yeah. you, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, they might be looking at it that way, and then maybe once that line, I'll be like, hey, I ain't gonna say nothing, but the last couple of times I came over, this didn't happen, or last time you came over, this didn't happen, and we kind of talked about it once, you know, so, since we're about four months <laughs> in, I'm just gonna dump you now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, don't work, like, I get where you're coming from, but right. there has to be some kind of empathy because there's as much as mm-hmm. I can love and care about yeah. you, there's other shit going on in somebody's life where it's like, uh, I'm like mm-hmm. so then that's that, just something that, that I, I need to check and make sure that you know I have more empathy and give people a chance to kind of break old habits. Okay, I hear you. Because the willingness, the, the willingness to break, yeah, I can only speak for men especially. We ain't really trying to break fucking habits. Like, well, we Y'all ain't trying to do nothing like, but scratch balls, drink beer, and have sex. It's mm-hmm. so simple. <laughs> it's the most all complicated, simple like, thing in the world. If, like, if you told me I had my perfect day, which I those from time to time. My perfect day would be literally to lay up, have sex, depending on the mood, probably some wine, not beer if you with your woman. And just watch football. Scratch my boss. I'm good. That would be the perfect 24 hours. Illness sex, football, scratch my boss. Not nice. Lord. I take a bath. Women like, okay, we gotta, I gotta go here, I gotta go there, let's go there, and then we, like women. Here's my okay, and like, not all women. I'm gonna say some. A perfect day for women is like doing all the mm-hmm. activities they want to do, 
and then making it back to the home or room or what have you and doing the do doing the nasty. That's not my perfect day. I like it. Mm-mm. I like it when it rains and you get to stay in the house all cuddly under a blanket and movies and naps and whatever game is on and cooking together and making cookies and eating ice cream like just really no putting on clothes keep your pajamas on let's get in the shower together like that's my perfect day my my I think one of my stronger love languages is quality time. So. Mm. Okay. That's, see, that's perfect. perfect. That that would be. <laughs> you know what? No. Again, bravo. And if it's raining outside, it's not, it's really not much to do, so you don't even feel guilty for staying in the house all day. I just think some people just like for I, I get I understand like getting out and you know seeing some things and people watching and you know try like you said mm-hmm. do shit try do shit you know see shit I get it but, you oh, gotta take some time uh, to relax but being busy is like glorified now so everybody wants to be busy. Mm. That means you're, yeah. you're somebody if you're busy, I'm busy all the time. All of my twenties. And now in my 30s, I just want to chill and enjoy whatever I got going on. So whether it be I'm going to watch my favorite movie and sew this coat, or I'm just going to lay on this couch and binge watch the whole season of The Undoing, which was amazing on HBO. And that last episode had me gone. But, you know, if that's what I want to do, I'm going to do it. And I'm not going to feel bad about it because I've worked really hard to be where I'm at. And I refuse to be made to feel like I need to be busy and not enjoy the fruits of my labor while I'm still young. I'm not doing it. Yeah. So, so don't be so busy. So Go cuddle. And I like to in the bathroom like... sometimes. Now, <laughs> cuddling now, we gotta. There's a time limit on cuddling now. You like, y'all get kind of, y'all be making like arms fall asleep and I can't breathe. I got asthma. I got, I got like a uh-uh. strong five. That is no. Of cuddle mm-hmm. time. What? Like, enough to make you feel warm and toasty and then you know like, what? Like, okay. To the left. Okay, I'm usually okay with that because we're like if we're on the couch watching a movie, I like putting my feet under their thighs so they stay warm. Oh <laughs> hell no, you! They not. I mean, they're not that oh, cold. No, 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 but if no, you no, put no, them no. under your thigh, they'll get super warm. They ain't gonna be cold yeah. because then exactly, y'all cold feet. Us, it's like shot, bruh, and y'all be cuddling us, poking us in the butt. Hey, hey, listen, gotta start the fire. I'm not saying I don't like it, but you know, you gotta gotta know what you gotta let you know. You gotta find your space. I like my feet under your side. You can poke me in the butt, we're both happy. (laughs) 
That's a fair <laughs> damn compromise. I can't even argue with that. We're gonna wrap wrap this up. I have had questions, but you know what? I'm gonna save mm-hmm. some of these for the next one. But we were just talking about the whole cuddling and standing, whatever. So uh-huh. make sure music. you lose control. <laughs> Yeah. So, what's your? So, do you prefer music while you know doing sex? And if so, is there like specific artists or genre? Like, okay. What, so, if I'm gonna have like? music on while I'm having sex, I have one go-to person, and it's only because I suck at making playlists. Um. And I like so many different genres of music that it never, like, is, it wouldn't be anything great to have sex to. So if I'm going to have music while I'm having sex, it's Alina Barraz. And she's, like, chill, vibey music. Um, she is. And if it's not that, then I'm not listening to music because I don't like quiet sex. Like, I need you to talk to me. I need to hear some slapping sounds. Like I don't like quiet sex, so I don't need music because we making lots of noise. She says she make her own music. <laughs> Bars. No, that ain't bad. I I don't know what made me think of that, but I would suggest that if you're in it with like a person that you're gonna be intimate with on, you know, like y'all getting it in, that yeah. y'all create your own together. Yeah. That way, because a man, a man's uh, a music from a man's point of view, gonna hit a little bit different. Like, but together, like when they kind of alternate together, y'all like about four, five. Yeah, songs, like set the mood. Mm. It's exciting. I, I mean, I like music if you can get it right, but it's not, you know. Anything, right? Like, yeah, it's all not. music ain't meant for Mm-mm. sex, y'all. Like, no, like, I ain't gonna lie. I listen to my first, watch my first pair of porn, and some of these amateur videos, they be like having all type of crazy space jam music in the background <laughs> and shit. I'm like, is the kids around? What's wrong with y'all? Like, it just be, like, it just be like the most random ass music. I'll be like. I turn this off, like just yeah. like throwing me all yeah, the no. way off. We can just make our own music, no, 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 no. which I'm perfectly fine with. Well, Tasha, I appreciate your time once again. You're always welcome. And before, before I, I don't want to cut. You. Is there anything else you like to address? Ooh, I don't think before? so. I do. I do have a question. And maybe mm-hmm. maybe your followers Go for it. um can back me up. So most of the time I opt to not wear panties. That includes you know, if I'm wearing a dress to work if it's long enough. I just won't wear panties because I don't like wearing panties. But my mom like fussed me out so bad about not wearing panties that I, <laughs> I started wearing panties again. But it's uncomfortable. So do other people feel that way? Or am I the only one, you know, not walking around with no panties on most of the time? And I hate thongs. Thongs are not Mm. meant to be worn throughout the day. Those are made to wear for five minutes. And then wrap it up. 
it's, it's got to go. <laughs> Ooh, I don't Bring know if I like the way that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> no coochie left behind. So, I will pose the question to to my following. Um, I can't answer that question. And nobody clearly. follows me, so <laughs> I gotta have some on it. I gotta have some. I mean, Penny, that's so uncomfortable, um, but and yes, they fit. They are my size. <laughs> I just don't like them. So they ain't like the granny panties when you do have when you. When your mama told you, you better put on some panties, you didn't go get granny panties. You just wore panties that yeah, you would like, right, but exactly. you don't like panties. <laughs> Cheekies. To mm-hmm. work? To work? Sometimes. No panties. And you yes, got a whole office. <laughs> ain't nobody there. Promise you that. Slick. And I definitely ain't. Enjoying myself there. Slick. Mm-mm. True story, bro. Take a word for it, y'all. <laughs> I mean, if you did, I wouldn't just say no panic. Working, just, just <laughs> breathing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> y'all, it's I'll been a pleasure. pleasure. Thanks again, Tasha. And we will be back. Oh, she is um on my ass, y'all. So she said, <laughs> I'm telling y'all what she's told me. She said that my black ass need to get on a schedule and stop hip hopping around doing the podcast and get a, a solid day so we can be consistent and put the pot out at the same time each week so people get used to it. No. She fussed at me, she hurt my feelings. So so it's either going to be Tuesday or Thursdays each week from now on. Yep. She said so. <laughs> She's spoken. All right, y'all have a good night. I hope y'all enjoyed the podcast. Please give us 